Hey there, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Denise Lee, and I'm a life coach specializing in traumas and addictions. And I got a question to ask you. Would you like a little bit more brave in that your heart, meaning that you feel like you've got that big S on your chest like Superman or Superwoman, and can do things that baffle, confuse, and scare you with ease and without doubt? Well, if so, listen to today's episode. We're going to be talking about what bravery looks like in realistic ways so that it doesn't matter if you got to take your kids to some strange event or you have a new product launch or whatever is going on in your life that's new and scary and different and you want to do it, but you're feeling a little bit queasy and a little bit afraid we're going to take the lunch and you're going to learn some fabulous tips that are going to help you go from bland to bold coming to you after this short break. Hey, 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 and we're back. So glad that you are here with me. If this is your very first time listening, welcome the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast. It's not just designed for introverts or for entrepreneurs. It's designed anyone who wants to improve their self-care, self love, and more importantly, able to communicate your own needs and express it without doubt, fear, or shame to anybody else. So go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening. I typically make new episodes on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So that's the schedule in case you are wondering. Also, for those of you guys who have been listening and have been enjoying this podcast, I would like to invite you to share this podcast with somebody else. Look, somebody probably alerted you to this podcast. Sharing is caring. That way we can amplify the message. That way we can be able to communicate with love and be able to give the gift of healthy connection and healthy community because don't you think that the world would be a lot better place if nobody was trying to intimidate people with threats or seducing people with guilt and shame we've got a better way of communicating and podcasts like this are a step in the right direction so that we can be able to communicate with ease and with sincerity also, if you haven't done so already, go ahead and mosey on over to denisechile.com. denisechile.com is where you can find articles. I drop two articles a month, uh, very informative about self-care, personal development, communication, running your business while keeping your sanity, all that fun stuff. Also, you'll be able to access my other resources like my podcast archive and so many other things. Also, you'll be able to sign up to my mailing list. I make a brand new email message to my list every Monday morning. And no, it's not what you find on my website. And it's definitely not what I talk about on my podcast. It's just impromptu things that just come from my heart that I want to share with you. And you can only find that by signing up via denisecealy.com. So go ahead and check that out. Also, everything that we're going to be talking about can be really found in my course, Royalty. Royalty is my coaching mentorship program. It's six months long. If that's something that's interesting you, especially if you would like not just to change, not how you run your business, but how you run your life, go ahead and you can find that on my website. And I'm going to leave a link in the show notes below. As always, I love to talk with you. So if you found something that I said very interesting, please let me know. You can visit Inc anchor.fm slash Denise Chile. There you'll be able to send a voicemail message. Please let me know in the beginning or the end of the message whether or not I have permission to air your message for a upcoming podcast because I do value your privacy and I want to make sure that 
I respect your wishes. And also, you can always feel free to message me privately. There's links and my main website to send me a message. Okay, let's get into today's episode. You know, uh, I don't know about you, but this past weekend was really wild and really interesting talking about this whole issue of bravery and boldness and just doing things that you never even thought in the your wildest imagination that you would even think that you would think about doing forget about actually doing it and I want to share with you what has happened to me recently and then I want to go into some tips so just listen to what I have to say and as something that's jogging in your mind it may not relate necessarily to what you're going through right now per se, but see if you see some commonalities. Because look, here's the thing. We as human beings, we're all going through this collective experience called life. And even though we may not have the same song that's playing, we can have a similar beat, similar type of structure. That's what makes life very interesting, that even if we're living 2,000 miles away from one another, we have common feelings of fear and anxiety and worry or joy or sadness and so we can be able to relate with one another. So with that all being said, I want to kind of dive into everything that happened to me from Friday until Tuesday because it's like, wow, each and every day was a lot of new, new and interesting experiences. Well, Friday was so interesting for me. It just kind of started off where I was walking my son to the bus stop so that he would be picked up and transported to school. And as I said goodbye to my son, normally I go for a nice long 45-minute walk just to kind of clear my head and think about one of the things that I want to be talking about with my clients and are communicating with my folks on Twitter. If you haven't done so already, connect with me on Twitter, Denise G. Lee. Denise G. Lee. <laughs> I was about to say my website, Denise, simply Denise G. Lee. You can find me on Twitter. But anyway, it's like, was kind of clearing my head and just thinking about things that I wanted to talk about and, and communicate. I saw a dog, like a little small chihuahua-sized dog just running around the streets. And I saw this other woman just yell, go home, go home, go home. And then, and then I just heard her clap, go home. And I just saw the dog not going towards her, but kind of crossing the main road because where the bus stop is, where my son's being picked up, is like a main road that obviously kind of traverses down to all the other tertiary roads to collect all the other children. But I just saw this confused dog not knowing to go towards the woman who was screaming, go home or cross the street. It would, You could tell the dog had no clue what was going on. And I also noticed that the dog had no tags, no ID, no nothing. And it just generally looked, looked confused. And I kind of crossed the street, the opposite side with the closer toward the woman and the dog. And I said, hey, you know, is that your dog? And then she says, no, that's not my dog. And then she looked at the dog and said, go home. She clapped again and said, go home. And I looked at the dog and it was clear like the dog was a puppy. And very sweet, by the way. And I, 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 and I knew that if the dog would continue to roam through the, the streets, especially during rush hour in the morning, that dog was good as dead. And I kind of, kind of signaled the dog to come towards me. And I lifted the dog up and I, in fact, I didn't even really know what to do at that moment because I haven't had a dog since, oh gosh, 
since I was seven years old. And I had a Bichon Frise named Buster that I accidentally got sick by giving her dog bones. So just by the way, don't give a dog dog bones. But you know, what do you know when you're seven years old? But anyway, I didn't know really know how to treat dogs, how to handle dogs, what to do with a dog. Even though I'm a grown woman, I never really dealt with dogs my entire adult life. And so I'm holding this dog and I'm walking from house to house trying to figure out where is this dog going? Where does this dog live? Like, what do I do? And I knocked on a couple of uh, doors and, you know, one person answered. She said, oh, I don't have, because I saw she had a screen and she said, no, don't have a dog, just have a cat. And one other neighbor said, maybe that other neighbor had the dog. And I ended up giving the dog to a house that I knew had several dogs and could be able to at least provide some food, some shelter while maybe the dog could be, dog's owner could be found. And I remember leaving that situation and thinking to myself, thank goodness I don't have a dog. Like, thank goodness I don't have a dog because that's just so much responsibility. And I remember my my son observed all of that and I heard him in the background saying, hey, that's my mom and that's the dog. She's saving the dog. And I wasn't even trying to look for like clout or, you know, and some or fame or recognition. I just truly was concerned for the dog because I knew that if I had a dog that seemed very sweet and kind and the dog, in fact, was very sweet. I remember as I was lifting the dog up, uh, he or she, actually it was she, she was licking me. She was very happy. She, it, she could just tell that she was probably just ran out of from the backyard accidentally or something the dog clearly didn't know what to do but you know have you ever had those moments where you knew in your heart that you're being stirred to do action even though you know that you don't really know what the solution is but you know what the right thing to do at that moment is and in my heart of hearts I knew that just leave just screaming at the dog and saying go home was not the issue this clearly this dog didn't know what to do and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I'm asking you in this moment, like, have you ever had a moment where you knew that some somebody needed your help? And I'm not going into this bit where we need to be codependent, meaning that we need to do for others what they should be doing for themselves. I'm talking about when there's a clear need and it's within our ability and we have the resources, we have the knowledge to be able to, at least, even if we can't provide the help, at least point person in the right direction so that they can get the help and resources. That's a little bit of bravery, identifying that where you can help in very small ways. Because trust me, there's probably people and resources and, and that need your help right now. Not just obviously to within your business, but within your life. I, I've met one of the biggest cures for anxiety, depression, loneliness is volunteering and serving. Because once we get that moment to get out of our own heads and into something that's bigger than us, we can be able to think of the larger picture. But anyway, back to the story about the dog. I remember not saying anything to my husband about it. And I remember my do- my husband saw my arm. He was like, what happened to you? I see your arm. And I was like, yeah, yeah. A dog kind of scratched me up. And then I, I told him the story, but not to- making a big deal out of it. But I kept thinking about that dog. The dog didn't really kind of shake out my mind. And I remember when my son later came home from school, I said, hey, you want to go to the pound? I wasn't really anticipating the dog that I rescued would be at the pound or the local animal shelter, but eh, let me go and see. And I go there and 
I just I kind of just found myself beelining straight to the small dog ears, not even thinking about the cats, not thinking about the big dogs. And I remember just kind of looking and peering at all the animals. And I asked, I said, is any small dog available uh, to look at or walk? And they said, oh, yeah, there's only one dog here. She's about five years old. And would you believe it? It was also a chihuahua, too. But this one was was more black with brown around the nose, cute as a button. And I just remember looking at the dog and the dog looked at me and it was almost like we knew each other, which is wild because as you recall, I'm not really a dog person. I don't really have animals. I'm not sitting here to advocate you to get a dog if you're not a dog person. <laughs> if cats are your jam, do cats. I'm not even advocating for Maybe even birds, just do birds. I don't care. Just do whatever you like or not like regarding to with having an animal or not having an animal. But for me, at that moment, I found that connection. I remember my I loved walking the dog and my husband loved the dog. My son was kind of indifferent to the whole situation. But I mean, what do you expect from a child? But I just thought to myself that moment, like my heart had to warm from an initial encounter to be able to be receptive to saving another dog. Come to find out this dog uh, was given up five days ago and because the, the, the dog had a lot of fighting with other dogs over food and, and whatnot. And it was just hard for the owner to try to keep the peace amongst uh, Sky. The Sky is the dog's name and amongst the other, other dogs. And so it was just such an interesting event where your heart has to be primed and warmed in order to receive another big responsibility. And I remember just thinking to myself, like, I already have enough problems. I've got clients. I got my business. I got my kid. I got all these other things. What do I? What I? What do I have any business to deal with a dog? And here's the thing: for a lot of us, we don't want responsibilities because we feel like we're very overwhelmed and we're taxed to the brim already. But when we think about it, it's not so much about all the things that we have to do, but it's how we prioritize. So my question to you is: How are you prioritizing your time? How are you? keeping yourself open and available for things that will actually add more value to your life. And I'm not sitting here and saying about being brave and includes a dog piling yourself with tons of things to do and taking on responsibilities, but it takes a really good sharp evaluation asking yourself, okay, amongst the things that are around me, what's going to help me grow the most? Even though I may not be able to know how to raise a dog or to scale and launch a new product or hire new people or have have another uh, family member, like whatever that looks like, I want you to really analyze and look through how you're running your life, the business of your life and say, okay, I may not know the answer to these questions, but I know for a fact that this new change will help me in X, Y, and Z areas. Because for a lot of people, they just add more things to the pile, but they don't really think about it. Being brave is also being very methodical about the things that you're getting into and why you're getting into. And you're just not doing it impulsively. You're doing it because there is something in your heart and it's backed up by logic and reason that, okay, this is good for these reasons. So if we're going to be brave, if we're going to be more courageous, we're going to have to be able to examine the totality of our lives and ask ourselves, okay, is this going to be a net gain or a net loss? It's just as simple as that. 
And so sometimes fears and doubts and anxieties kind of cloud our mind and want us to say, no, 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 just keep the status quo, don't change anything. But if we want to grow as business owners, as human beings, that involves us going into moments of discomfort. It's the absence of discomfort that actually causes us to be stagnant. So I want to encourage you, like look and examine your life and see where you can grow, see where you can um, amplify your life. Okay. Now, oh, wow, that was that was on Friday, didn't take the dog home. We went, my family and I, we at that Friday, we just kind of just thought about it. And then we, my husband and I said, we'll pray about it, we'll think about it. And then Saturday morning, we're talking about buying different things from Amazon and going and shopping at Petco and buying all these things. And we ended up adopting Skye. And she was happy as a clam. I remember my husband, when I was upstairs filling out the paperwork, my husband and my son went downstairs. And as soon as Skye saw my husband and our son, she was yapping. And, and like almost like we were just good old friends that haven't seen each other for years. She was ready to go home. And that was just such an exciting thing for all of us to be able to have a new family member and to be able to expand our love. Because here's the thing, our love doesn't have a limit. It can be expanded further and further, only if we allow it. And so if we're going to be bold, we're going to take more risks, we're going to have to visualize all the wonderful possibilities. Like for example, visualizing taking the dog uh, out to the dog park or seeing her enjoy herself during a Saturday afternoon walk. Like for a lot of us, the reason why we're not brave is because we're not seeing the bigger picture, not just for ourselves. And also being brave is having compassion because clearly that dog was very loved, very cared for, but couldn't stay in the the home that she was before. And so we're going to be able to understand that other people are also going through struggles. And if we can extend that same amount of compassion to other people, we can fill up our heart more for more love and more togetherness and more connectedness. Okay. And so she arrived and that was on Saturday (laughs) and on Sunday. So this was wild. Immediately after service I uh, ended at church. I'm walking to the uh, Sunday uh, care area for the children and we're going to pick up our son and the Sunday school leader comes to my husband and I and says, you know, next week I can't be in service and I know that you have volunteered in the past. I don't know if you don't mind substituting for next week and impulsively. I said, yes. And I didn't even like, I just looked at my husband. I, I felt like a little guilty in the moment. I was like, oh gosh, I should have checked in with my husband. But my husband smiled and nodded his head. He was pretty cool about that. And so for for us, we need to be able to, part of being brave is seeking support. So even if you're not regularly doing things for for church or your religious organization or whatever that's going on, we need to be able to be supportive of other people in order to feel supported within ourselves. Because here's the thing, the moment we extend our arm out and we provide for support for somebody, the stronger we feel in totality because we're not just thinking about ourselves, we're able to channel our energy to help another person. So as you're being brave, I want you to seek support and surround yourself with community 
and a people that care about you and you care about them. And that helps you to become more brave. That helps you to take more risk because you know that you're just not in it alone. You're in a community with people. And so as when that Sunday school leader asked me like, hey, can you volunteer and do something? Can you help me out? She knew she took the risk. She knew she took a calculated risk because she had familiarity about my character and, and my my husband and, and um our love for, you know, serving. And so I want to ask you a question. Like, are you taking risks to show to other people that you're available and you can help and you can do certain things for other people? Taking risks being connected with other people means being vulnerable. So if you're going to be bold, if you're going to be able to unlock your full potential, you're going to have to ask yourself, like, where have I not really shown who I really am to other people? Because for a lot of people, they don't really know who you are unless you demonstrate it by the things that you do and the, the, and the words that you say. So I really want to encourage you to just... Don't worry about people being condescending or not being able to be friendly or receptive. Because look, here's the thing. The people who are condescending or dismissive or abrupt with you, they clearly weren't demonstrated or taught by their own family members about how to show empathy and compassion to other people. Perhaps there's a lot of brokenness within themselves that need to be healed. And for a lot of us, we just think if one person is going to do it, all people are going to do it. And that's not the case. If we have that attitude, we're we're only going to energetically attract people that will confirm that bias. So I would encourage you to come with an open and open and friendly heart and be amazed about how people are receptive. Now, that's not to say that you shouldn't have boundaries and should just do anything that people ask you to do. No, I'm Self-care means recognizing what is enough and you're working easy and you're striving for excellence, not perfection. You're not trying to people please. I'm not talking about doing that. I'm talking about knowing what is going to be able to give you fulfillment and help other people at the same time. That's what I'm talking about. That's taking those calculated risks. That's seeking the support that helps not just you, but everyone around you. Okay. And so, wow, that was on Sunday. And on Monday, on Monday, so I'm going for my walk again. And I get this email message. And it was from a a person that, and on topic that under normal circumstances, I would never even be interested in because I've, while I like this particular topic, I never really made the connection between that topic and wellness. But the more I thought about it, I'm like, that's that's a good point. That's something that I never considered with. So I have a new guest that I'm going to be interviewing soon. And I'm really excited to uh, give more details about um, my guest later, but I don't want to reveal too much. So I'm just going to give a teaser on that. But, you know, as part of being bold, as part of just getting out of that comfort zone, we're going to have to learn to face our fears gradually. And that begins by confronting our assumptions in manageable ways, meaning that even if you're not full on ready to launch a product or be able to let go of someone that's not you know, a good fit for your organization or able to do something in your personal life, what we can do is start the little baby steps by being inquisitive, asking questions. And for for me, in my case, I'm going to have a preliminary interview with this person and see whether or not they'd be a good fit for for you guys to listen to. And we're going to go from there. I'm going to take some 
baby steps along the way. So my question to you is a part of your facing your fears and becoming bold in all areas of your life. Are you facing your fears? Are you investigating the possibilities instead of just saying, nope, not interested, not going to do it, forget about it. We got to be able to be risk takers in business and in life. And that's how we move the needle. That's how we get things done. Okay. And that was on Monday. So now wrapping things up on Tuesday, I I don't know if I told you this or not, but I volunteer at a uh, refugee service center and I wanted to be able to help others and be able to utilize my Spanish speaking skills. And I remember the first time I went there, I came across a very, uh, I wouldn't call her nasty, but I would call her a very opinionated customer who uh, made some snide comments right in front of my face in Spanish. And I couldn't even believe she she did that. And I remember just thinking to myself, oh, gosh, I hope not all the, the customers that come in are going to be like this. I don't know if I can take this. And I remember just thinking to myself, OK, does the past indicate future results? Does the past indicate future results? And the answer is absolutely not. I think for a lot of us, we we use moments of disappointment and irritation and sadness to block us from continuing to do the things that we love, the things that we know will help us mature emotionally and mentally and spiritually. And so we let that one bad situation or the one bad person color a whole event or our program that could ultimately help us in so many other areas of her life. So I just kept telling myself, like, one person does not going to ruin my whole experience. And sure enough, you know, today uh, when I went there, I had a great time my second time around and it was very nice. And I had some really good conversations and served the best way I could. And I was very grateful for that. So my question to you is, are you thinking about things objectively? That's part of being brave. It's being able to understand and embrace past discomfort and understanding that feeling uncomfortable is a natural part of growth and bravery. And so that we learn to understand that things happen for a reason and that even if we feel slight discomfort now, it's going to help us push through our limits and expand our capabilities. Okay. Now I know I said a lot, so I'm just going to repeat some other just top tips that are going to help you become more brave. And as you're listening to it, I just hope you just identify, write it down, or at least make a mental note of you note of it so that you can be able to work through it. And obviously, if you're interested in working with me directly one-on-one to take deeper dive in these topics, I'd be happy to work with you. Just check out denisetealy.com and it will direct you to either book a call with me or whatever path that you choose or my courses or whatnot. Okay, so number one is to become more brave is to identify your fears. Take that time to reflect on specific things that make you feel fearful, anxious and understanding your fears will help you address them more effectively and making small little baby steps. Look, we can't do anything unless we get the ball in motion. So identifying small little things that you can take chances on is much more better than just full on engrossing in something and feeling overwhelmed and quitting quickly. And embrace discomfort. Like I said, understand that 
discomfort is a part of living life and it helps us to push our boundaries and really see the possibilities. Uh, five, have compassion. We have to understand that compassion is not just good for other people, but it's good for ourselves. Understand that challenges and setbacks occur along the way. And if you can see, recognize challenges and setbacks in yourself, then you can surely understand it for other people. And so we can be able to uh, extend that sense of compassion and understanding for other people as well. Number six is support. We need community. We need, we, we are not islands of our, our own. We need to be able to help other people. We need to visualize success. Number seven, we need to see the possibilities and see what can happen and not what could happen. And when we shift from the, it can't be, or to, I want it to be, I see it to be, I, that can just really amplify not just the joy in your heart, but obviously the things that you want to manifest. And then lastly is I want you to be able to celebrate your successes. Even if you don't get anything that you want, at least you're moving towards that right direction. A lot of people are not being able to do the things that they want because they don't count all their little wins along the way. So keep counting your wins even as small as it, I just picked up the phone and I called or I just pressed that button and I inquired about the certain things, you would be amazed about how much confidence that will do for your heart and help you spur on to do other things in your life. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you enjoyed it, please share this podcast with somebody else. That way they can be blessed and write a review wherever you're listening. That way it signals to me that you've been enjoying it and it signals to other people. It's a podcast worth listening to. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.